Bobamex Network Production. Bobamex fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Bobamex app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mackles Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. This is the 450 Supercross Preview Podcast Show. That's right. BTOsports.com can save you money if you use the code PULPMX when you're checking out anything you need for your bike or body. BTOsports.com has it. Of course, they got the BTO Sports KTM team of uh, Brayton, Millsaps, and Short. We'll talk about them on this podcast. They got OEM parts. They've got the, all the latest and greatest gear from all the manufacturers. And like I said, OEM parts now as well. Mobile phone friendly website. Great, great guys. And um, if you're overseas and you want to place an order with them, they will hook it up uh, greatly. And uh, Fox Racing, foxhead.com. 2016 Flex Air gear available now. If your dealer doesn't carry Fox, maybe you should go to another dealer, foxhead.com. Global Innovation Leader in Motocross Racewear. All right, I'm Steve Mathis. Like I said, this is the 450 Supercross Preview. With me on the line, uh, another couple of experts of the sport. First up, my boss, the Racewear's online editor, the voice of American Motocross, the voice of the GNCC Series, the voice of quads, the Jason Wygant. Yeah! It's been a while since we did one of these. It's been, it's been Yeah, I don't even know where the time went. It doesn't seem like it, but then look at the calendar. It really has been like three months. Yeah, really, right? Um, we didn't even we did do any one, off. One after Monster Cup, that's it. We did one after Monster Cup, I think that's all. And then we were just over it. That was it. There um, wasn't any news this offseason. Nobody switched teams. Stu didn't get suspended. Just not the same. It's just not the same. We just, we just need more, more drama. Um, yeah. Also on the line, uh, Hawking Fly Racewear across the uh, across the world. He is former top privateer of the sport, former Subway Honda, former XL Yamaha rider, former Butler Brothers Yamaha Honda rider. Among among a few, the Jason Thomas. Yeah, you're stumbling a little bit there. Um, I tried to think of all your teams off the top of my head. It's goddamn. There's so many. <laughs> no, I'm ready, man. I'm uh, I'm fired up. I haven't, uh, you know, it's been a obviously the holidays take up a lot of our time right now, but I'm excited for the season. I'm looking forward to it. I can't believe it's next weekend. Right? Yeah. This Saturday night, the last Saturday that any of us will really have off. Enjoy yeah, it. I have to actually miss the second round, but I'll be working, so I won't have that off. Yeah, anyway. so you won't even have You're it right. off. Right. Right. So enjoy the time, Wygant, this weekend. Yeah, the problem is there's been so many weekends off, maybe for us. Well, me mostly. Steve, you did some international races. JT, I don't think you ever actually stopped traveling at any point. Um, it almost seemed normal. Yeah, I, I almost seem normal to, uh, to not go anywhere. It's going to be more of a shock to the system than I think I'm realizing right now. And we all met like up. When it starts, it really starts. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, and we just look forward to you skipping Oakland again this year. That'll be great. I think they're going to make a change. I think I'm going to skip San Diego, too, oh. and go to Oakland. Yeah. And go to Oakland, okay. Um, we, did, we met in uh, 
Morgantown, West Virginia, the Palatial Eraser X offices to do a, some video series. So some of the things that we say here, will uh, we also said in these video series on RacerX Online, but some things will be new and we'll expand on some things. So watch the video series, people. Listen to this podcast and, uh, you know, pick what you want to listen to. So, um, all right. So I, I sat down and I, and I wrote down guaranteed race winners. Okay? Guaranteed. Stamp it. Now, of course, injuries are the only thing that could stop this. Dungey, Roxon, Tomac, James Stewart. Guaranteed race winners. Are we all are we all on board with that? I don't know that you can put James in there. Dude. What? Dude. No, you definitely can. You definitely cannot guarantee it. I don't believe you can guarantee it. it <laughs> what have you seen from him lately that would give okay, you that thought? We'll talk about him a little bit, but I am worried. But you don't think he can win a race, James whoa, whoa, Stewart? Whoa, whoa, that wasn't okay. That wasn't. You, I, you don't think you can stamp it that he's going to win a race? No, I don't. Oh my god! I, you know what? This I is think, already off to a terrible start. This is off to a terrible start. Guaranteeing it is ridiculous, dude. Okay, do you guarantee Tomac rocks and Dunge? Yes. Okay. Am barring I, barring you know if one of them gets hurt today, one you know of course JT. Yes. Whatever, um, are you guaranteeing anybody else? I think Kennard will win. Uh, I would put Kennard ahead of James for a guarantee. I just think James is, is – he doesn't have any momentum right now, man. He's dude, been hurt. Dude, he's, he's James Stewart. He'll quad something. That's fine. You've got to quad, and then you've got to keep doing you know, the rest of every 20 laps too. I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think James will win, but, man, I'm, I'm not ready to stamp it by any means. Um, I think Trey will win, though. I, I would be willing to, to say Trey will win one. Weege? Yeah, I'm a little worried about Stu. I mean, there's he, he could go to Anaheim and everything could look fine. It'll be like, oh, okay, there was nothing to worry about, and then you can stamp it. But as of this date, there's just too much negative going on right now to be like, oh, yeah, he'll just be the same old James Stewart who you can always count on a win race. I mean, first of all, he didn't even race last year, so that that's a huge unknown. We don't really have that type of situation very often. And things haven't gone well since he's come back, besides jumping a dragon back and going faster whoops three times at – uh, straight rhythm. So, no, I don't think as of what we know right now, you can snap anything with Stewart. We might be different after practice in Anaheim, but as of today, no way. I feel like hanging up on this already. I feel like this podcast is already over. Um, I'm not – look, he won five races, five or six races the last time he raced Supercross. He missed a year. That's two years ago now, though. But, dude, you don't think Stu can come out of Daytona and grab a win? Atlanta, grab a win? I didn't say we don't think well, he can, the but you're the stamping other it like it's already done. Yeah, no, guaranteed stamp. It's stamped. He'll win a race. All right. And I want to talk to you guys about the title, you know, but. I would certainly, if you're asking me odds, I'd put, it's not 50-50. I'd say the odds are better that he does win one than not, but stamp 100%? No, I can't go that far. Would you? I mean, there's a, okay. I there's a percentage chance that everything I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, but there is a small percentage chance that this ends up being a complete disaster. It could happen. It could happen that this is a disaster. Not out of the okay, question. Okay, well. Not likely. If he, out of look, a disaster means he gets hurt. And if he gets hurt, all all bets on all, any of these guys are off. It's a dangerous sport. But I'm saying 17 rounds. If James Stewart makes 17 rounds, you don't think he'll grab a win in 17 rounds? Well, 
there's different levels of getting hurt. You know, the various races they did in the off season. It was yes, he had some injuries, but in and between them, it was other struggles, other problems. wasn't looking great even between the injuries or the injuries were nagging. It's not necessarily like you break your leg and you just miss all the races, but there could be issues and nagging problems throughout the year that prevent him from getting rolling. Do you do you put him? Do you put anybody ahead of? Like JT said, he put Canard ahead of a stamping on the race wins. Would you do that? Uh, yeah, knowing what I know now, yes, I would. Yep. So what you're saying then is my championship pick being Stu is probably far off. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do not have Stu for the title. Wouldn't surprise me. Um. I just, I mean, yeah, it's shocking that you guys think the second most winning a Supercross rider of all time, the most talented rider to ever race Supercross, cannot get a win this year. That's where we're that's, at, that's I guess. That's what we're saying, though. Well, isn't guaranteed to win. Isn't guaranteed to win. Um, I don't think it is guaranteed. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll get to that. The title, I have the title just Dungy Rocks and Tomac. Am I missing somebody for a Supercross title for 2016? I think Trey has a shot, an outside shot. I mean, he was second points when he went down. Mm-hmm. Um, he would he would be the other one I would throw in there. But I, you know, I, I think you have you're on the right track with those three. But I, I would say Trey, you know, has, has to be in their conversation at some point. All right, Weege. Yeah, I would put uh, Trey like fourth on that list. So he's either in. It's like just in that group or just in the the next group. Um, I think um, the, the only problem is for Trey, with Roxon and Tomac, you feel like their time is coming. Like, oh, one of these years they're going to figure it out, where you feel like Trey has had some chance to figure it out and hasn't. Mm-hmm. So you get a little worried that it's just not going to come together because uh, it hasn't, you know, in right. whatever five seasons so far. But uh, speed-wise, riding-wise, I, I think he's right in there with them, so anything's possible. Do you think you know what? Honestly, I would if it comes down to a title, I'm putting Cole Seeley ahead of Trey. I like what Seeley's been doing. I've heard from people, a couple people now that have seen him ride at the test track during the week, everything else that he's flying right now. So yeah, I think I think I think that uh Seeley. I think Seeley's got an outside shot of this title. I really do. He's got consistency, good he's in shape, got the bike, got the team. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, who, I'm, who beats who, Trey or Cole? I think Sealy beats Trey. I do. I just really. Yeah, I mean, wow. just because okay. I think I just think counting on Trey to make seventeen is is tough. Why do you hate I Trey? You uh, hate yeah, I know, I know. Why do you, Why do you hate him? I think counting on Trey to not make a mistake like he did at Black Flag Gate, counting on him to be seventeen races is a little much. He did it two years ago, three years ago now, I think. But, I'm uh, going into this thing with both eyes open, and I like Trey for this thing. I think he's going to do well. Um, do we all like Dungy for the title? I know we did in our video series. Do we still all think that? Yes. I mean, yeah. when you look uh, when you look at at when you look at uh, Roxon and Tomac, his two main challengers, and Stu. Um, there's questions <laughs> with Roxon, right? We, he was off to a fast fast start last year. We saw he had problems. I still think there's questions with Kenny Roxon on that team, on that bike, everything else. And I think there's questions with Eli Tomac, double shoulder surgery. It's like double rainbows. It's amazing. And the new Cowie. 
and, and, and Eli's opening laps. Not his starts, his opening laps. But um, So those questions there. Now, those questions can be answered for sure by both of those dudes you know, early on in the Supercross season. But for me right now, there's just, JT, there's no question about Dungey. There's just none. Like, what would you be worried about right now? Uh, I'm really not too worried. The only thing I would be worried about come, is... Come up with a question for Ryan Dungey. Come up with something that one of us could be worried about, Ryan Dungey. Uh, Tomac's just blistering pace, you know? Tomac finding consistency and clicking with the new bike no, and no, Dungey no, no, just no, couldn't but, go fast enough to match it. But that's, that's a Tomac issue. What would Dungey be worried about? Not being able to go fast enough. Because he, he couldn't go fast enough last summer. You know, Tomac right, took right. himself out of the thing. Yep. That, that's it. Other than that, he has no weaknesses. It's just, are those guys, because these guys are on their way up. You know, Dungy's kind of, he's not on his way down by any means, but he's kind of in his peak right now. Mm-hmm. These other guys are on their way up. So saying that, you're assuming that they're going to keep raising their level mm-hmm. until they finally peak themselves. So at some point, do they peak higher than where Dungy can rise to? That, that's the question. Can Dungy, you know, match the pace that's going to keep going up and up? What do you think, Weege? Yeah, and that really nailed it. That's exactly it. I think we all know that, uh, you know, talent and ability-wise, you know, Roxon and Tomac are are absolutely world-class. And on the right day, uh, they can beat Dungy. It's just a matter of all those puzzle pieces being in place. And I think we're all assuming that it's going to be hard for them to put them all in place 17 times in 18 weekends. If somehow they did and everything clicked perfectly, they certainly are capable, I think, of, of beating Dungey. And that's not saying Dungey's slow. Uh, I hate when people are like, well, he's not fast, but he's consistent. No, he's really, really <laughs> fast. They are. Yeah. On their best day, they're as good or maybe a tiny bit better than him, but he's never getting yarded by, like, he just gets ninth every weekend or gets lapped. You know what I mean? But I think the one small weakness I can point out is I feel like when, say, when James Stewart was in his prime or Ryan Villapoto or going back before that, guys like that, I think the dudes on the gate were like, man, if he has his act together again this year, I'm really going to have a tough time beating him. You know, I don't, I'd say after the second or third Villapoto title, everybody was like, oh crap, mm-hmm. this guy's hard to beat. Right. I would think that if you put a lie detector test to Roxanne and Tomac and say, can you beat Dungeon for this title? They would say yes and the lie detector would come up true. Like, I think they honestly believe they can beat him. So that's the one difference between, say, where Dunge was and where Filippota would have been a, a few years ago. So that's one thing to have on their side. But, I mean, you're just assuming that everything's going to go right for them and they haven't had, like, half the time they haven't gone right lately. That's a big jump uh, in one year that all of a sudden Roxanne's is going to have zero drama or Tomac's going to have zero weird crashes. Yeah. All no, they big leap. Yeah, they have questions, and the other guys don't, they do. you know? And Dungy doesn't, I mean, just, then there's questions about Stu, too, by the way. Yeah, well, he went away, apparently. <laughs> you guys, I cannot believe it. I can't believe the lack of faith in Stu. It's just, it's stewable, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I will, I will debate my worriedness, my worry pie for Stu is high right now. But dude, if he if he does seventeen, I mean, come on, he owns Daytona. He owns the place. He owns Daytona. Owns it. It should be the Stewart International I, I, Raceway. On I've seen him get beat there lots of times. Only when he beats himself. Um, 
We hey, can say that for lots of races for Stu. Yeah, no, exactly right. Um, why? Or, or you know, sometimes Dungey gets lappers that beat him at Hangtown. JT. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, I like Dunge. I, I, and you know what? The more we talked about in these videos, you know, I don't think I've ever picked Dunge before the season. I don't. I didn't pick him last year. The other years are Ryan Villapoto's to lose. I guess it's just taken me a long time, but I'm on the Dungey bandwagon right now. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I just think he's the complete package. 16 podiums in 17 races last year. His bike's phenomenal. His trainer's phenomenal. His wife's phenomenal. Right? <laughs> Plus, he's going to be better than last year. Like, the one thing sure. you have to worry about with Dungey, it's not like he's going to be like, well, he's 26 years old now. He's starting to get over it. Or right. he won the title now and he's got his money and he's slacking off. Like, He's not effective at any of that stuff. Plus, he didn't even have – he wasn't even full-time with Alden at this time last year. He was kind of like a hyper deal. So just imagine now they're working together. Yeah. No, it seems to be great. Yeah. So, yep. um, JT, do you remember when we were at uh, RV's place and we we d- debated Roxon going to RCH? It was H&H oh, yeah. then. We got into quite a big argument. When he leaves at the end of this year, will you give me some credit for being right? I don't. But my I mean, whole theory is on that because don't you feel, don't you feel, JT, that that is this is this is obviously a huge year for Kenny, but I just got the sense that he's out of there. I really do. But but at the same time, are you going to give me credit for how he came out at the beginning of the year? Well, whatever. I Last mean, year? yeah. I mean, that was awesome. He was on fire. Well, I'm just saying he came out and dominated a one and until Oakland. I don't think you really had much you could say. You know, obviously it didn't go to plan, but I mean, I, I think we were both right on some levels. You know, maybe it wasn't exactly perfect, but obviously proved they could win too. Like, do you see any way that he dominates this year? Wins a Supercross uh, title and just everything's do I think great. He goes on dominates this year? No. Yeah. I like, do you know what I mean? Like, don't you? No. Okay. He's, he's not going to unless there's injuries. Uh, significant injuries to his biggest rivals, he will not dominate. I, I'm willing to go out on I, I think he'll win races. He'll be in the title contention and all yes. that. It's not a negative comment, but he's not going to just go out and smoke Dungey and Tomac week in and week out for 17 weeks. There's no way. Well, but he kind of was doing that. Um, not really. I mean, Tomac beat him straight up at Phoenix, no problem. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. agree with you. Yeah, I guess it wasn't. It was. They were pretty far ahead of everybody else, but yeah. Yeah, no, they yeah. they were good, but he yeah. wasn't just dominating everyone. Right. You know, he was winning, and and so was Tomac, and Dungey was kind of coming, you know, forward at that time. But but then um, he, but then Anaheim too last year, I think he won pretty easy again. Okay. Uh, Dungey got second that. and uh, even closed in a little bit. Did he closed in, yeah, yeah. I don't think that um, obviously things went way south when he got hurt at Oakland, but I, I don't think you were going to see that exact pattern like Kenny winning two out of three races for the rest of the year. You could see that Dungey was. Yeah, starting to hit his stride. It would have been a lot closer. Do you think we Roxon's out of there at the end of the year? I mean, obviously the lot can lot can happen, but I mean, um, no, I don't think you can guarantee it right now. Not with an entire season, and I, I have to give credit to maybe the team, but I think especially him for really trying to salvage it. I mean, mm-hmm. that thing was so ready to be ignited. Like there was gasoline and matches, and Kenny Watson with a pack of cigarettes like just standing there and maybe some newspaper thrown in on top. Like it was ready to go. Yeah. And Kenny got a cup of water and poured it on there and said, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. 
So they've got a fighting chance. Like, I feel like things were really bad, say, in June, July, August. Right. The fact that they've righted the ship so much now makes me think, all right, maybe Kenny's willing to fight for this to such a degree that they're going to they're gonna make it work. And last time we saw him race, he did win Monster Cup, so that was good. So I don't think at this point it's a fork in the road right now. I don't think there's a guarantee that it's going to go badly. Uh, it, well, it, sir, it sure seems like a curious move the way it worked out for KTM, but, dude, there's a whole season. One thing, Well, the, one of the reasons I bring it up now is because the way these things go with guys like Kenny – like JT, we're going to know halfway through the Supercross season what's going on. Yeah, yeah, there'll be you know if he does leave, which I have no idea. Yeah, but you know there'll be the handshakes on track walk and you know, uh, the whole thing yeah. was going on with Barsha and J Bone, you know, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because he's going to be the yeah. first dude to to decide what goes on. Yeah, I, ha- I have a prediction that Honda is going to come in hot and heavy after Roxon. I'm sure that's not breaking news yeah. to anyone, but that that's just my guess. He literally can only go two places: back to KTM or Honda. Right. And it would not be surprising to see HRC stepping up again and bringing them on. They got a new bike coming out in seventeen. So why would Honda not do that? That would be my question. Unless they just don't want to spend the money. Why yeah, would they not? Yeah. God, Honda. When you look at Honda, man, they have not won. Nope. They have not won since Carmichael left. That's fun. that's well, amazing. Roxon's kind of the perfect guy. Like he's just the marketing, you know, yeah. perfect package. I mean, yeah. he's, he's international, so you get all of Europe plus the USA. Uh, you know, he's, he's a good looking kid. He's talented. He's good at social media. He, he just, he's got it, man. I, I, you know, I could see every manufacturer going after him at some point. Capture that German market. It's a, it's the biggest market in Europe. Um, JT, where are you at on Tomac? What do you think? Again, we talked about those questions. How do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to do really well. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll answer a lot of questions at a one about, how it's going to go early. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no doubts about the second half of the season. I think he'll be in the mix to win every race. Um, I'm just not positive how the first few are going to go because he's only had, you know, eight weeks or so coming off such a brutal, you know, summer of injury and surgery. Um, new bike, new team, new everything, uh, plus new shoulders. So we'll see. That My only concern is just the first few rounds. Other than that, he'll be, he'll be right in there. What do you think, Weege? Everything I've heard is, uh, you know, there's really been no worries. He's good to go. He feels strong. He feels comfortable. The bike has been good for him quick. I've heard that from a bunch of people. Um, I guess the only worry I would have is every once in a while you hear that and then they actually get to the race and things aren't quite where they want them to be, and then it takes a little while to fix it up. Uh, but I don't think that the shoulder problems and the bike switch problems are going to be as big of an issue as, as, uh, as they could be. But like we said, you're just going against such a total package in uh, Dunge, and I mean, with Tomac, it's been the same problem several times, and he's yeah. he's yet to prove otherwise. That's the problem. He's yet to prove that those weird, out-of-nowhere crashes are going to stop. So until it does stop, you have to have that in the back of your mind. Okay, let's talk about Stu a little bit. All right, both of you think that he sucks balls. So, okay, we'll, and we'll move on. All right, everybody. No, I'm kidding, obviously. But I'm glad you'll, you'll probably tell him that. That's the best part. <laughs> I'm going to run on camera like I did with Metcalf. I'm going to pull a Metcalf and run on camera. Um, JT said you suck balls to Metcalf on video. So brutal. You know, Gosh, that was so brutal. I like Metcalf. Yeah, I like Metcalf. He's a good dude. Um, okay, so. I like Irv. So. I think he's going to win a race or two this year. I do not pick him. There's no way he can win this title. I really think so. I, 
Look, when you say no way, I know you know people what injuries and everything else, but I cannot see James Stewart winning this 2016 Supercross title, right? Why don't you like James? There's no way, right, guys? I mean, it's not impossible. It's, no, it's but probable. It's, it's very, very improbable. But I think you can win a race. You two are not stamping that. Uh, I'm stamping he's going to win a race. But I am worried. Like Lil was not great. Monster Cup, not great. Uh, I don't know. And now he's got this ankle injury. I've talked to some people around him in his camp and things like that. They say he'll he'll be fine. He'll be there. Everything else. He may not be 100%, but he'll be okay. So, I mean. I think we're, I think we're finding our views are more similar than it seemed in the first four minutes of the show. Like, that's what JT and I are basing this on. Like, we're not basing it on he's James Stewart. He's won a lot of races before. He should do it again. We're just basing it on what we've seen the last three or four months. I think everybody thought the day he showed up at a race again, he was going to be absolutely on fire. And instead, it's not been that at all. And I think that's just a little alarming. Like, now we're going to have to see if we can do it. We we cannot just assume it. Winning a race, though. You know? I mean, he does that in his sleep sometimes. Literally sleeping. Well, that's the theory you're saying. Like we get halfway through the year, a couple guys are beat up, and he just gets a start, and he just on instinct, he just knows how to freaking ride, and he just does it. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he just yeah. he wins a race, you know. And you guys are just like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, I just you can, you can, you got to guarantee it. You got to stamp it. You guys come around now. Are you coming around? I'm not stamping it. <sighs> okay. Um. It should be interesting, though, to see how he does, for sure. No doubt. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Kennard, JT, you sound like you're really big on Kennard as far as the next group of guys. I'm Seeley. Okay. And, Weege, what do you think? Like a breakout dude. A guy who could beat, challenge um, those three guys. A guy who can challenge Dundee, Rocks, and Tomac. Yeah, I'm still going to go with Trey, only because uh, as good as Seeley was last year, he was very good, and he got third, and he won a race, and it was awesome. He still wasn't quite on the level. You know, Tomac and Dungey were the two guys that were kind of left at the end of the year. He was never quite with them uh, speed-wise. If they were close, they were able to get him. You know, mm-hmm. he did win a race, but they had some, some issues. So you're just assuming that he can make a big jump and be able to challenge them, which between year one and two, maybe he does. But that's the hardest jump to make, man. That's the hardest thing to do, to get that level of speed. Trey's already done it. So because of that, and, and Trey looked really good at Monster Cup, so I'm assuming that the injuries from last year, he's able to bounce back for the 100th time. So that's why I'm going to give the nod to Trey right now. But, I think I think you're, you guys are skipping over Anderson, too. Well, I would, we're getting I would to put him, him yeah. out of Sealy if we're, if we're going to go that route. Yeah, Anderson Ooh. has been flying Ooh. in the offseason. Talk about another guy has been flying. Um, Ooh, ahead of Sealy. I'm gonna, I would put Anderson ahead of Sealy if we had to rank him right now. Yep, I would. They're close. Not, not, They're you know, close. Far ahead of him, yeah. but you know, yeah. right there with him. Yeah, I, I think Anderson has an outside shot at this thing. I, I really do. If he can keep his head and not make the big mistake, which is you know obviously Dungey's strong suit, he's going to be in there. He he but, is. I, I really feel that way. But Anderson made a lot of mistakes last year. He did, and yeah. that was why I yeah. prefaced it. Right. With, he can't make that mistake. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's capable of that. He he certainly was on his 250 championship run. Don't you don't you feel like he's got to stay away from like he was. Kind of an, kind of does some dumb stuff on the track, like with Weimer that time, and like Pike. he's got a bit of Pike, Baggett. Yeah. He had this thing going on with Baggett, 
Where yep. sometimes, sometimes it was deserved, and I understood his anger. Other times, you're like, Jason, what are you doing? Race forward. You know what I mean? Don't you like, think that? Don't you think that Alden's going to make a big, you know, uh, impact there? Well, he's with him last year. Yeah, but I think you know, as you mature and yeah, Alden, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alden's word gets in his ear more. Those two things intersect at some point. Right. Yeah. There's, hey, do we all think he wins a race? We're not, we're not stamping it, but I'll, I'll stamp that he wins a race. Oh, oh my God! So you're stamping Anderson, but the second winningest rider of all time in Supercross? No, can't do it. Can't stamp it. Well, I mean, Rick, you know, McGrath was the all-time winningest, and I wouldn't stamp him either. So don't take it personally. You mean right now you wouldn't stamp McGrath? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go out on a limb. <laughs> well, you keep throwing the second winningest rider around, and I'm well, just saying he's literally racing right now. And you're just like, if, nah. if he would come out at Monster Cup and, and shown well, and had he not hurt his ankle at Bercy, this, I, I'm all in with you. No, mm-hmm. no problem. He guarantee, I, I guarantee he wins a race. But that didn't happen. You know, he's not at 100% by any means right now. So that's where my doubt comes in. It's not about his ability or anything like that. It's, it's his readiness. When the lights come on, the stew will turn on. Oh. Mm. The that, stew will so, be ready. That's what they thought in Australia, too. When the lights come on, the stew will be hot and ready. Um, <laughs> we, where are you at on Anderson? Besides thinking about that pun that I just did, but yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not going to stamp a win from him. But uh, yeah, there's a there's an outside shot that he could be right in the mix. It's really funny picking between him and Sealy because I mean, the two years ago in the 250s. They were really almost as close as close could be. Yeah. You know, races literally coming out of the last lap. Mm-hmm. Here we are, two years later, an entire year of 450 racing, and you still could go either way with who is the better guy. And then coming into this third year in a row, still could go either way. Um, I think I'm going to favor Sealy if you if you ask me to pick a rank of these two. Mm-hmm. Anderson guys. was there last year also, and Sealy did better at most of the races. So that's what I'm going to bank on. Yeah, I mean, Anderson missed a race. He missed Vegas. And at the end of the day, Sealy was 77 points ahead of him. You know? Yeah, that's and we know lot. that, you know, Anderson, the, the bike changes very likely or already has proven to make a huge difference. Where the Honda hasn't changed a ton. That old Husky, new Husky, old KTM, new KTM, big difference. And Anderson's starts were not good last year. And. I don't know. Can we take three starts at Monster Cup as any indication? Maybe that's a too small sample size, but yeah, that was a big change for him. That was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yes, he got a, a free truck. Or I don't know. Did we ever figure out what happened there with that one start that AMA had listed somebody else getting? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. you seem really upset about it, though. Well, I just, I'm just, I'm not upset about it. I just <laughs> like, I can't believe that we just can't figure. It. You know, we have people giving away a truck and AMA saying, hold on, he didn't get the whole shot. I'm just like, come on. Well, I think somebody, I think they said once that kid on the Super Mini hit his truck, they were like, ah, we'll just call it even. <laughs> um, you know, it's just a, if Mike Alessi had pulled three starts or something like that, or Jeff Emig back in the day, you'd say, yeah, well, whatever. But Anderson was going from a not really a great starter to three whole shots in one night. It makes me think the bike has something going for it. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I like Anderson to, to win a race or two. I still think he's going to make some mistakes, but he'll be a guy, you know, and I think Seeley will be right there better than we think. And uh, and Trey, yeah, Trey also. Trey will be in the mix. I just, how can you say Canard's going to do 17 rounds? You know, that's just, at this point, 
I just don't know if you can say that, you know. Um, I'll, let you, I'll let you answer to Mama C on that. I'm, I'm counting on them being there. Yeah, Fly Racing Zone, Trey Kennard. You got it. Um, Are we going to talk about Chad Reed or no? Yeah, I was, I was next. Chad Reed. All right. Okay, so he's going to ride a Yamaha. We think he's going to ride on the factory team. I talked to him the other day. He is off the Air Forks and onto Spring Forks. Um, oh, by the way, Sealy's on KYBs. We just talked about a Honda not changing it much, but he's on this wonderful KYB system. So that is true. That is true. Um, yeah. Which we saw work wonders for a lot of guys. But anyways, Chad Reed, he's racing. He hasn't done a lot of testing. I could definitely see him win a race. I can see him get podiums, and I can see him fourth or fifth in the points. Uh, you guys agree or disagree? I agree with everything you said. Weech? And I'm a little worried. I was looking into this quite a bit this week. I mean, last year just wasn't that good. It just wasn't. You know? I, I, you think of the – I actually know because I have all these – I'm throwing away all these mounds of paper that I had printed out to proofread stuff throughout the year, and I'm like, okay, I guess – we're mm-hmm. done. So I'm reading, like, Chad's interview from Anaheim 1 2014 and then seeing how Anaheim 1 2015 went. I mean, I think last year we really thought, because he did so well in Macau the year before, and he thought he was better coming into the season. It was like, Chad is as strong a contender as anybody else look out. And for whatever reason, it just wasn't happening. He got that one win kind of in the stewable fashion. We, we, he we, got the lead he to do. You will yeah. remember that someone was on this very podcast before the season who had come back from Chad Reed's house. And I believe the yeah. quote was, I've never seen him any better. I think that was the quote. That, if you asked him or if you asked Burner, <laughs> the people that were around, if you asked him, I, I think they would back me up. Well, that's my point. That's actually the worrying thing. Like, I had zero doubts, zero doubts whatsoever that he was going to be phenomenal last year, and it just wasn't working. So now I get a little more worried. I'm like, well, now that's not even necessarily in play, and we're expecting him to be better than he was last year? That's what I'm worried about. Well, what, are we, what do you mean we expect him to be better? He, I said he could win a race or two, get some podiums. That's what he did last year. Yeah, but dude, the podiums last year. Let me look this up here. There weren't even well, that many. Of he those. got he got two. He got two. Two. But he threw two away. Podiums. He threw away a couple. Like easily threw them away. Atlanta, no, he I got know. it. Yeah, Atlanta. He could have won again, maybe. But yeah, I, I don't know. It was just really troubling. He was there most of the weekend. So you're like, what is going on? So that's that's a little troubling to me. That's troubling to me that you've turned on Stu and Chad. That's what's troubling to me. You've turned on these legends. It's really troubling. I don't know. It, it's just weird that things were set to be so good. Like, usually the thing you do not have to worry about with him is executing. Like, if all the things are right, he's going to know what to do on the day of the race to get it done. But last year was oddly, that was the only thing that was the problem. Like, preseason, bike, team, all that stuff was super dialed in, and it just wasn't working, which leads me to fear just a little bit. I could be burned at the stake for saying this. Makes me worry just a little bit that maybe some of the magic is gone. Makes me worry. So you think that my prediction in 2010 about him never racing in America again could come around at the end of this year? <laughs> the one thing good about his situation here is if it just, if he rides exactly like he did last year, he goes to all but set races, all but one of the races, and his results were good. I gets, mean, he wasn't gets, gets black horrible. flag? Does he get black flag or not? Black flag, yeah. He avoids the black flag. Etc. Etc. 
you know, if he's getting fifth and sixth, I think, when he's running his own team or he's expecting to win races, that's, for him, unacceptable. But I think there's a different project going on here. If and when this Yamaha thing appears, it might be a little more okay. I mean, I know Reed wants to win races. He doesn't come show up to get sixth. But it will have a better appearance if he um, finishes exactly where he did last year. But I'm a little worried. A little worried. Hmm. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I think that he's a rock solid guy to to do what I just said. Win a race, get some podiums, finish fourth or fifth in the points. I really do. Well, all right. Let's put it this way: he had two podiums last year. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get more or less? I think he could get more. Dude, yeah, it's, he's he's just also too. Don't forget the Chad Reed first year on the bike bump that he normally gets. <laughs> We, we we forget about the first year bump he always gets. Um, Very motivated, you know. So I, yeah, yeah. I don't I've know. never been more motivated. <laughs> JT, what do you think? I have a hard time saying he's going to be better than he was last year because things were so positive going into the season last year, and they're not well, maybe, at that level maybe going it's, in. Maybe it's just, yeah, maybe it's the same as fourteen, where I didn't expect a lot after I left there, and he came out firing. And last year I expected the world, and he wasn't great. So maybe it's maybe it's the same. Maybe it's fourteen all over there you again. Go. Yeah, I'm sure. JT would be very happy if that happens. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, I mean, dude, Chad Reed winning races. I don't think there's anything that gets people more fired up than that. If he wins some races or a race this year, it's going to be awesome and spectacular, and I'm absolutely hoping that happens. That's great. But. I just was puzzled last year. That's just not Chad Reed. I'd like to see. And the only thing I can point to sometimes with that is I'm like, well, this is what happened somewhere down the line. I, we thought it was happening in 2011, uh-huh. and it quickly reversed itself, and he wrote better than ever. But one of these years, something's got to give. Is this his Peyton Manning year? <laughs> you mean taking HGH to recover? From- no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, no, let's not go down a bad road. I'm just saying. Jerk. At some point. Can I weigh in on Peyton Manning? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Okay, At some point, age catches up to everyone. It does not. That's, yes, that's yes. It, it's, it's unavoidable. So, if it's not this year, it will words. be some year if he continues racing. Wyndham came out. Wyndham came out, went 10-10, and yeah. just packed it in. Yes. You know? Yes. Or did he, he go? He went 11-11. He I don't, I don't remember. He made event, right? Were there, were there 22 guys in those made of it? Yeah. He beat more than half the field. And, like, this, this isn't working. Those poor guys who finished behind I think him. he was – I honestly think – because I know, I know what he felt in his head. I honestly think he was scared. I think he was scared of what it took to go the pace he knew he needed to go. I, that's, that's it more than anything. I think he could have done it. But I think he, he was just at a point where you get – you know, your mind and your body at some point, you know, your mind becomes smarter than what your, your body's telling you to do. Your, in your mind, your body's telling you to do this. Your mind's kind of like, eh, but I don't really want to do that. But also, too, JT, as a guy who owned and operated his own team and needed to stay on the track to collect checks, yep, he had to do that, too. I wonder if that's maybe over. That's, that's not in his head anymore, that little bit, you know? Well, and I, yeah, I don't know. I can't speak yeah, for him. I'm right. just saying at some point your mind starts interfering with, you know, letting you do what you want to do. I just, I've seen it in every, you know, all kinds of racing, you know, our sports specifically uh, over and over and over. It it just happens. You know, you, I don't know if you get smarter or wiser or, or, you know, the consequences of, of injuries weigh more heavily, but something happens there. I, you know, I lived through it and I've seen it in other people. 
If there's really a baby Jesus up there, he will give us one more Stu Reed battle. One more. Let oh, us yeah. let us have it. Oh yeah. Let us have it. Jacksonville 09. Just just even even Anaheim where he won when Chad won, you know? Just even you know, that. Atlanta, 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 Atlanta two years ago. Yeah, Atlanta two years ago. Yeah, I love them or hate them. Everything is better when both of those guys are at their peak. Sorry, Anaheim two yeah. years ago. Just give us another one of those. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. do, Chad. Just, just you know. Right. And we promise we just want one more. That's it. Yeah. I want another no, Atlanta. Oh, nine? <laughs> Atlanta 13? 13. 12. 12, where you blew them off the no, track? 11. Taking out in the same in the last lap. Yeah, that was a good one. That was the, that was the one. <laughs> they were gonna. They were buddies until then. They had made up. James they came were gonna on, go to Starbucks. Yeah, together. I think James came on the show. Yep. Said he'd buy him a white chocolate mocha, and then, <laughs> then that happened. And it's never been the same since then. No. Um. All right. Um. Hey, let's talk about Barsha. Justin Barsha. Like, okay, didn't go well for him last year on the on the blue bike until he got hurt. Um. Then he won a bunch of outdoor races and was really fast last summer. And I said in our video series, I don't know. I really don't know. Do we think – I mean, what's the, what's the top end of Barsha, Weege? Like, what's the absolute best season he could have? What would happen for him? It's so strange. The absolute top end of Barsha should be right in there with anybody else we've already talked about on this show. Like – the dude won the second 450 Supercross race he was ever in. Based on that and his success on a 250 as an amateur and everything else, you would think if, you do, if we had had a future predictions podcast three years ago, there's no way this conversation is going the way it is right now. Future headlines? The future of Barsha is supposed to be as future headlines. Barsha burns the field. Barsha bombs the field. Like, I like this. He's yeah. supposed to be as good as anyone. Right. Yeah. I, but I don't believe right now. Uh, I feel that that's the high end. I mean, he should be good. He should be in contention. He's certainly got, got to think about. But I don't think at all you're – we're all saying it's Dungy, Rocks, and Tomac. Maybe it's Kennard. Maybe it's Sealy. We haven't even mentioned Barsha's name until now. And Barsha's got a lot of momentum on his side. And still, I think we're like, I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I don't think the high end is quite as high end as those other guys. What do you think, JT? At least those first three. What do you think, JT? You know, it's it's – this, I feel the same as I did on our Racer X uh, preview videos. Uh, I think if he gets good starts, he has a chance. He has a chance to win races. Uh, but if he doesn't, I don't think he's going to move up through uh, the way maybe a Tomac would. I, I don't know why I think that. That's just that's just my opinion of, from what I've seen. Uh, and I think the ra- the first few races are key for his uh, confidence and just uh, mental outlook through the season. If the first few races go poorly, gets you know crashes or just doesn't ride well, man, it's going to be a long Supercross season again. I think because it's just the same thing we saw last year. There, there, nothing was changed that I know of. Um, even in the outdoors last year, he won that mud moto, and it was like, oh yeah, I can do this, no problem, you know. And then it was just every weekend. So I think he just needs to get out there and and get in his mind that he's going to be one of those guys, and and everything else is there: the talent, the bike, the team. Uh, everything's there. He's just got to do it. Do you so? But do you think he does? Like, what do you? You know, I'm I'm fifty fifty. Uh, you know, I think it's 
I think it could go either way. And I would say the you know, 50-50 chance it does. I think he could struggle and, and be that six, seven, eight guy battling with, you know, um, guys we're going to talk about. You know, I, there's so many guys, when you look at it, when everyone's healthy, if he doesn't get a good start, you know, he, he can be battling with all, all kinds of guys. Just throw anyone in there, Purcell, uh, even Pike, um, Kennard, Seeley, Anderson. Mm-hmm. There's just so many guys that if you don't get a good start, you're not going to blow past those guys. That's not going to happen. Those guys are too good and too fast. So to be in the title fight and to be in the fight to win races, you've got to start up there. I really think that's the key all the way around for him. Weege, do you have any like intel from those dudes from being around those guys? Like, what are we? What are they talking? What are they? What are they thinking? Oh, everything's great. Everything's awesome. Um, super <laughs> gelling and everything's superb. Um, yeah, I think with Barsha, I think the, the problem is why we keep talking about the start so much with him is, I think we've all seen moments where he was ahead of dudes or behind dudes and either couldn't make up a ton of ground or he got a good start and the guys behind him were a little bit quicker. And I'm talking about those super elite guys, like the Tomac Roxon uh, high end speed is so much where it's like, ah, if they could start seventh and they could still find themselves in there. I feel like we still haven't seen that type of race from Barsha where you're like, Oh dude, Barsha's come. He just picked off another guy. He just picked off another guy. He just blew past. Yeah. Him. You don't see that. You really don't No, And, it's weird. I think people find that weird because when you think of Barsha, you think of whipping and scrubbing and revving, and you think, like, speed's not the issue. If he can just keep it on two wheels. It, it, but it almost works out the opposite in the races. Uh, he doesn't crash a ton. It's more of um, does he have this ridiculous blazing speed that some of the other guys do? Like, I don't know. Is he? Do we say he's as fast as Trey or those other three guys? I'm not sure if we can say that. Yeah. He gets to start, though. He can freaking ride a wide-ass bike, I can tell you that. <laughs> he's yeah. not going to make it easy on anybody. No. Yeah, he's got fight in him. Kid's got fight, no doubt. Um, yeah. All right, let's... uh let's Bud, man? Bud Man's doing wonders for Pike. Who knows? Maybe that'll help. Yeah, how long until that goes all sideways? God, these guys and their riders and their trainers and coaches, like, you know, say Pike and Barsha come together on the track and they start swearing at each other and Bud Man's there and Pike brought Bud Man around and, oh, God, I can just imagine. Tell you what, there's never been someone who wanted less of a piece of someone than Barsha did a Pike at St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> he wanted nothing to do with that. Come in the tunnel. No, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'll just wait out here. I'm going to stay here because i got to race the next race. Otherwise, I would totally yeah. be in that tunnel. Yeah, just bring me goggles. Uh, race Tech, everybody. Let's take a commercial break here. Race Tech, quality precision engine services using the best equipment and processes in the industry. They've got uh, they've got great services with suspension, and now they're doing motors. Pulpomex 2015 saves yourself uh, money at the Race Tech, whether it be motor or suspension. Whether you're looking for a valve job, porting, honing, decking, crank rebuild, or more, give the experienced staff at Race Tech a call. Race Tech is the science of power. And Michelin, brand new Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. They can be purchased wherever Michelin motorcycle tires are sold. Whatever you thought about the old Michelin tires, JT, this Michelin Starcross 5 is the bomb. Four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand, and uh, 15% lighter in some cases, and a great tire. So uh, listen to this commercial here on the RacerX, BTOSports.com RacerX podcast, presented by Fox Racing. And we'll be right back with a 450 Supercross preview. 
Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, and probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you, Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech Privateer Proven, they work with uh, Ben Lim- also, they're back with Ben LeMay, and uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10% at uh, Racetech? Go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage, so uh, it was a lot better for me you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire they cover all the uses key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting traction handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. BTOsports.com, RacerX, 450 Supercross Preview presented by Fox Racing. All right, so... Um, you guys want to talk about Porcel, Marvin, or Bogle? I got those two guys kind of together. Frenchman and an Oklahomian. Um, let's go Porcel. JT, right. what do you think? First year in 450 Supercross. I don't know what to expect. I think he's <laughs> going to be shocking. good. <laughs> no, it's tough. He's a, he's a riddle, you know. No, I know. Yeah. Mystery. Yeah. I, it's, I think he's going to be fast. I just, I wonder in his first full year of racing 450 supercross 
if he can maintain the intensity for 20 laps. Um, that's all I worry about because you, you, it just doesn't seem like you can run away and get that gap like you do in the outdoors, which he was very good at this summer. Uh, he would kind of get away with Roxon and Dungey at times and, and kind of ride by himself into a third or fourth place finish. That just doesn't seem like it happens in Supercross. It seems like you you just never get away. You know, there's always people coming and going, catching up, and you're catching them. And if you drop off at all, people just eat you up, you know. So that's, that's what I'm concerned about. Um, if he comes out and is in great shape, then, yeah, maybe maybe he even wins a race get some podiums and stuff. But I, I just think it's a big question mark. I, I'm honestly not sure, you know, and, and I would love to just say, yeah, this is what's going to happen in Stanford. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think I can. I don't know. I, I, he doesn't hang it out. He's not going to hang it out. He is what he is at this point. Talented, can lay down quick laps. He's not going to hang it out to the leaders and he'll finish a lot of fifths and sixths and probably make some podiums here and there. I think, but certainly uh, along the way, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of riders would love to have that. He's but just can't, can't you see him hole shotting and leading, and then just you know a tomac yeah, or a dungy yeah, just yeah. like hanging around uh, back there, hanging around, I and then they just get him with like four laps to go. Yeah, or I can see him pulling a win like Sealy did, getting that start and just having a little bit of fortune behind him in terms of a pile up or dudes not getting the greatest start, and then him riding off twenty laps flawlessly. Yeah, he's, you know? that's what it's going to take, yeah. in my opinion. If yeah. he's going to do it, that's what has to happen. I think you're absolutely onto something with that. That's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. What do you think, Weege? Uh, I don't. My, my hopes aren't as high. I actually like him a lot, um, but yeah, I don't know, man. He hasn't even raced Supercross all time in five seasons. Mm-hmm. That's that's like an unprecedented break. Um, I'm not. I'm not buying this stock. Um, I could be proven wrong, but. I don't know if it's going to go well. I just did not race Supercross for so long. And even when he was doing well at Supercross in the 250s, he never really acted like he was that pumped on Supercross. Um, so now you're going into a much tougher field, you know, in the 450 class. So I'm a little worried about this. Right. All right. Yep. Um, in the interest of moving this show along, because I want to ask for some predictions at the end of it, Marvin Muskan, I can see Marvin being Jason Anderson this year, this past year. His rookie year, some podiums, um, you know, consistently fast. Maybe not as up and down as Jason, but like seventh in the points with a, with some podiums seems about right for Marvin. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't I think, think so. he's quite as high end, you know, as um, you know some of the other, you know, rookies. Let's like, say where Roxon was maybe two or three years ago coming in, or Tomac coming in. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite at that level of watch out. This dude's going to win races right off the bat. Um, and like you said, yeah. Seventh ish is certainly not bad, but I don't know if you're with him. You're looking at that unbelievable, like one in a million talent, where he's going to be winning a bunch of races as a rookie. I think too, he's coming in a little underprepared with his injury. Yeah, you know, I don't think he's coming in the way the way he'd like to, as, as in, in peak shape. Um. All right, uh, Bogle. What do we think, JT? Bogle's. Uh, I'm a little worried. I just think he's. I just frankly think he's not quite as good as some of the guys. He's also been dealing with a bit of an injury. Uh, I just, I don't know. I think he's got a lot of uh, a lot of guys that maybe just a, a touch better than him and, and certainly more experienced in 450 Supercross, that goes without saying. Uh, not only does he have to worry about the, you know, the key guys that we mentioned this whole show, 
but then you've got you know the guys we haven't touched on like Dean Wilson and and on and on Braden and Millsaps. Yep. Yeah, there's so many guys where you're just like, is Bogle better than them? I don't necessarily think so. So you just start looking at Tickle and on and on, and just the list feels like it just never ends. Tickle's um, underrated, man. No, for sure. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is where yeah. do you place a guy like Bogle? You right. know, you, of course, he's probably very optimistic, and it, you know his crew is always, you know, we're going to do this and that. But when you really look at it objectively, where do you slot him? And he's just keep kind of shuffling him back and sure he could have a good race but man it's hard to put him ahead of guys when you're kind of laying it all out on paper so you slot him in the top 10 i think he's going to be right around that you know 8 yeah. to 12 i right. think that's that's where he's going to be um depending on his start and, mm-hmm. and how he's riding that night what about bogle weech what do you think yeah a couple of years ago i started saying it's almost like we need to redo our expectations of what a, a result is. Like, I could see Bogle finishing, say, 11th a lot, which sounds like a slap to the face, right? But I think it's like every year we're coming in saying how deep these fields are. So you need to start taking 11th place finishes as, like, that's not so bad. I mean, it sounds terrible to say that, and I'm sure that's not what he wants. But uh, you can easily total up 10 really good guys that would finish in front of him and then say, well, that's – that's 11th, and that's not so bad. I think that's what happens to a lot of these guys at this level we're talking about now. You just can't – you just – you can't assume that top five is the only good finish anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. You're not beating privateers, you right. know, right. to finish 11th. You're actually still beating a lot of good guys. Uh, Dean Wilson. It's a big year for Dino. God, I hope he stays together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My worry with Dean is that – you know, at this level, the, the guys that to win races, and I think that's where we at least thought that Dean could get to in his career. I mean, these guys are firing on all cylinders, man. And he's missed a lot of races over a long period of time. And I just don't know if you can have all that stacked up against you and then still get back to the same level as these guys who have not missed that kind of time. I'm just a little worried that that's going to be too big a factor to overcome. We're never going to quite see the the full potential now because he's missed so many races, man. I know, huh? Like, do you yeah. see do you see Pike and Tickle beating Dino? Because I kind of do. Yeah, I think I do. The, you know, the, the other issue is we haven't seen Dean when he has been back recently. It hasn't been unbelievable yet. Now I understand certainly the last thing he wants to do is go crazy and get hurt again. But either way, it's just those crazy flashes that we saw are just getting further and further in the rear view. That's the problem. Um, Pike, JT, what do you think? More of the same? I think Pike will get podiums again. Yeah. It's a crazy world. It's a crazy world we're living in. Yeah, he's good, though, man. He's really good. I think he's going to have some spectacular crashes. Um, probably, you know, dent some jumps with his shoulder. But... Uh, I think he'll get on the podium. He's he's just really, really good, which is crazy to say. <laughs> he's just really <laughs> Weege, Pike is just really, really good, man. That's it. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Those words because it's so shocking. Uh, that's what I mean. Like it's just what are you gonna do, Weege? He's just Pike. He's really, really good. Yeah, Pike, man. You just can't deny it. <laughs> right. You can't deny it. Oh, uh, that's I'll funny. I'm Pike, man. I think it's. I'm. I'm excited. Like. Whereas some of the other guys that have these worries of though this could happen or this could be a problem, mm-hmm. I feel like Pike, we're still not sure what the limit is here. And he got those podiums last year. Remember, his whole year was already messed up. I mean, he got hurt at round two, which is pretty much the absolute worst time 
something like that can happen. Like that's where people get better those first four or five rounds. Mm-hmm. You take that out of the equation, I don't even know. He could be. Oh, and by the way, he was holding off Dungey for 17 laps. Yes. When, when so where hurt. is the ceiling? Yeah. I'm very excited. Like, yeah. this could be unbelievable. He could win. I think he could win a race. <laughs> we just going to be typing. This is all, once again, it's the old Dungey Pike battle we've all seen for years. Get, get ready for that tweet, Wygant. <laughs> That's right. It's the dude has literally Dungy made Pike up battle. those things. A lap of speed. He's made up one whole lap of speed in like a four year span. Yeah. He went from getting lapped on lap 17 right. to battling for the podium on yeah. lap 17. No, I know, right? Exactly. He's made up a minute, one minute faster. Five or six yeah. years from now, we'll be talking about uh, the Adamantic Nap championship run. <laughs> um, Tickle, I think Tickle, he's solid. I mean, I don't know if he can make a podium with a stacked class. It seems like Tickle is one of those guys. And I followed him a lot, ex-brand goggle athlete. Stacked field, seventh. Bunch of injuries, seventh. Right? JT, yeah, I don't know what the mentality... San Diego, 11th. I don't know what Dead the... Men- start next weekend, 11th. Yeah, like, I don't know the mentality, JT, of, of, of racers that way. I mean, I do have four Manitoba titles, but... Like, I don't understand. It's just a comfort, I guess. It's just a zone you're in. It's a comfort level of riding, right? That you're just like, I'm just as fast as I'm going to go. I think it's dependent on the track, too, at times. You know, I think some of the tracks, uh, a track that Tickle would ride really well would be kind of, you know, ruddy and nasty. Mm-hmm. You give him a whole shot on a track like that, maybe it goes differently. Um, but I think it's really dependent on that because there were weekends where I just felt terrible on the track. And if you gave me a whole shot, it's going to look really badly because I'm going to go backwards. <laughs> right. you know? So right. Sometimes it looks worse than it, it could be, and you you know get the start on a track that maybe you're hoping you didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think Tickle has the potential to get a podium. I really do. Uh, I just think it'll have to be at a at a certain type of track. You know, I I don't think you could just pick a track um, off the top of your head and just be like, yep, he can do it at that race because I think it's got to be the right set of circumstances for him to do it. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Braden and Millsaps. I think Brayton has a comeback year, Weege. I think you're going to be happy. I really do. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I mean, I don't... It's so good. He can't get much worse, so good. right? He's healthy. He's feeling good. He says he hasn't changed, changed the bike too much the other day. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Brayton will be better. At what level, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. Right, and I think he proves when he's on um, the, the right circumstances that he can really overachieve in uh, Supercross. I mean, that. Two years ago, he had almost bridged the gap and was almost in the conversation mm-hmm. with the most, you know, the most elite guys. That's who he was. That was his model all year. He kept saying, "Race the people you're supposed to be racing," and he was kind of doing it. Like he was kind of had edged himself away and had a few real moments, you know, where he yeah. pulled over in a heat race. So, and the potential is there to do that. It's going to be tough though if he does because I feel like. But I think he's thirty or so now, and there's so many guys coming in, and more guys. Is coming he thirty? Is he thirty? I think he. Is. I think so, or, or or close. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's um there's so many guys coming in right now or on their way in. You know, when you're moving up Cooper Webb and Jeremy Martin and guys like that will be moving up soon. That I almost feel like they're they're running out of room for guys like Brayton, and if he does really well this year. It's really going to throw a wrench in things. Like everything is positioned for. Well, he had a good four or five years. That was his run. 
but he can really mess up that arc, I think, this year. Well, I, I feel I, like he's going to be a lot better than last year. We know how good those KTMs are, so right. I would not be surprised if he surprises some people. Now, is it safe to say, going off what we talked about those Racer X videos, JT, that I'm probably the most down on Millsaps out of you two, out of you two guys? I would say that's safe. Yeah, like you guys are a little more pumped on Davey's chances than me. So it should be interesting. That's an interesting subplot to the 2016 Supercross Series. How's Davey going to do? Yeah, that's a real wild card. It is. It is. It's probably up there with with Barsha, you know, as far as, like, I don't know. I have no idea. He's riding for a, for a contract, and he's certainly talented, and that bike is good. So that all adds up to him doing pretty well. But, man, it's a deep field, hashtag deep field. I think what helps Millsaps also is that uh, anyone who's dealt with him knows he's uh, not afraid to argue, and he's a stubborn guy. Maybe you guys have noticed this. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, Yeah. That's actually good from the racing perspective. Like, he probably thinks, yeah, I just had a few bad years of messed up things, but I'm ready to go win races. He probably, I believe, honestly believes that, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah, you think he believes he can win races, huh? Yeah, I think he thinks he can. I'm not saying I yeah. think he can. No, no, but yeah, yeah. I think he thinks he can, and that's that's, that's supposedly <laughs> that's supposedly a big part of it, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes him dangerous. Like I, I don't even I don't even see him on. The, you're I, like, yep. I don't even see him on the podium this year, and you guys think I'm crazy for that, right? <sighs> JT. And I don't know. I don't know. I think he's. I think there's a ton of guys on that in that. Same group, you know. I think they're all question marks for podium because they're all capable. I be- I firmly believe that you give them the right, the the right start, and they're just feeling it that night. And I think he's in there. Um, I think he I think he will. To be honest with you, from what I saw at, at Monster Cup, excuse me. Um, I think he will. I think he's on. You know, kind of back where he needed to be and in a in a good spot. So uh, when you look at his results and his ceiling on paper um sure 17 chances that i'll give him a podium um i just don't think that all the problems that he's had as of late yeah. like for most people you add that up and you're like this this can't work like he's missed he's barely raced one year and or didn't race one year and then last year was just he was never 100 percent, and all these things working against him i think for most riders that would matter but i don't think for him any of that matters at all he's feeling good and he's on it it's 2013, 12, 10, 9, which well, is a couple races a year. He's going to be awesome. I look forward to him uh, look, looking at my tweets and texting me in between a semi and a heat race. Yeah. So. Like I said, he likes to argue. Um, okay, so we covered that a little bit. We covered uh, Brayton and Short, Short and Baggett are two guys we haven't talked about. They're both out with injury. Short, we're hoping a month or so he'll be in. And I'll save the rant for how good Andrew Short is, you know, for when he comes back. And Baggett, JT, there's no betting about walking home this year with Baggett. There's, he's no, injured. And, uh, well, I mean, he's obviously hurt. Yeah. So. But, um, okay, the next group of guys, Alessi, Will Hahn, Chiz, Weimer, Tommy Hahn. I miss anybody there? Seven Deuce Deuce. He's probably not even in that next group of guys. He's after that. Hopefully he can make a, make a step up. It, the, the, it's a more entertaining race with the Seven Deuce Deuce in the main event. But yeah. man, it's deep. Um, yeah, I think, I think all- we're mentioning Alessi at this point. We have to mention Freezy. I, I think, think we've decided. Dude, 
I think, they're the same now. I think Freeze beats Mike. I really do. JT's not going to want to hear it. Okay, but Freeze is a great rider. So yeah, I think he's underrated on a 450. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and get fifth. No, but he's going to be, I think, surprisingly good. Um, and JT, this is a huge year for Weimer. This is big. Like, if he has another crappy year, gets hurt, it could be. Just, yeah, he, he could just hang could it up. Be the last one. That's what, he could. He could easily hang it up. I see. Yeah, I agree. And I think Chiz Chiz will be better because he's not dealing with his team. He's on Rocky Mountain team. He's on a Honda. Now, uh, you know, all these guys talk about how great it is having their own deal and arranging all their own things and all that. But, yeah, F that. Having all expenses paid, showing up on the weekend with your gear bag, and having a bike and a team, I think it'll be better for him. Do you agree, Weege? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds awesome and sounds fun, but I think when you're actually doing it, it probably doesn't seem nearly as fun. And when you stop doing it, it probably seems a whole lot better. I'm, you know, and maybe, maybe to ease the worry of Chad Reed, maybe I need to factor that factor in. You won't yeah. have to deal with a lot of yeah. hanging stress and debt and all this stuff. Super anymore. negative on Chad Reed. Jason Wygan, everybody. I know, and that's stupid because we've pretty much written it in concrete. You just do not ever, 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 ever count him out. No. You're right. Um, I did I miss anybody? Have I? Uh, this is a dangerous part of the show. I'm sure we have. No, I know, but I wrote everything down. I've actually made notes and questions and everything else, and I feel like I got everybody, but... I, I don't know. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's wrap this thing up with a few predictions and a few uh, few discussions over a, a couple different topics. So, who's going to be the best rookie? Who's going to be the best rookie of the bunch? I'm going to go with Marv. It's easy. I think uh, Marv's got the the talent to do be consistent. I think he's got the program to be consistent, and I just like Marv to be the best the best rookie. Either, either one of you disagree? No. Mm, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to agree. All right. Um, surprise rider of the year. Surprise guy of the year. Like, what do you think? Is there gonna be a guy that's? I mean, not, you know, it's all relative, of course. You know, we talked about uh, Jason Anderson. Is he? Is he? We know he's good, but is he gonna surprise and win multiple races and you know race for the title? Um, that type of deal. What do you guys think? That was going to be my pick. Okay. Well, not that wasn't my pick. I was just giving an example. Okay. That that was my pick. So yes. So Anderson wins multiple races, challenges for the Supercross title. I don't know if he challenges for the title because it's so long, but I do think he's. I think he's going to surprise. I think yeah. we're, your people are going to that don't follow it as closely as we do, or maybe don't know how well he's been riding this off season. And like, holy cow! Okay. Got into that guy. I, I think that's. We will get a lot of that. All right. My surprise is going to be Chad Reed. Suck it, Weege. Like, I just think he's going to win a race or two, collect three to four podiums, be top five in the points, and nothing wrong with that. That could be my surprise. No, there's nothing wrong with that. That would be great. Right. Um, I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, my, uh, My surprise is going to be Pike. Buying Pike stock. You're buying Pike. Well, it's because at this point we shouldn't be surprised, but I guarantee you if he starts doing well, people are going to be surprised. So I like my odds of it being a surprise. Does that make sense? I'm going to surprise you guys with another surprise pick. I think oh. I think Freeze does some damage, JT. And I know oh, JT's thinking. Like? I know JT's thinking. I think Freeze, like, I think he makes all the mains, and he's like a 10 to 13 guy. 
which I think would be a surprise, right? That's doing damage? Relative speaking, surprise. Hmm. I think I think that that's, that's, you know, in this field, on that team. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't think he'll be there every single weekend, mm-hmm. I, personally. Right. I think when you look at the field, I don't. But there's no doubt that he's a great rider. I, I firmly believe that. Um, but getting 10th place is going to be tough for a few weeks, right. I think. You know, it, it'll thin out. That's yeah, the of course. Of sport. Yep. And he could be but one of the guys gonna, that gets thinned out. He could be, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, he could be the one thinning people out. He could be. Uh, biggest disappointment this year. Who's going to uh, – we didn't talk about Nick Way. We think he's racing. We love Nick Way. Go Nick Way. Um, who do you think is going to be a disappointment? Oh, I, I hate, even, one I of, hate uh, even answering these. Yeah, well, you know what? That's why we ask the tough questions. It's all relative, I of course. I think Anderson and Steely, one of them is going to get hurt and have a disappointing year. There's, there's a lot of expectations, yeah. I think. And unfortunately, I don't see – I just think the odds are against both of them getting all 17 races. doesn't mean they're going to be lazy or suck, but I right. think one of them is going to get hurt and it's going to be a washout year. Okay. JT? Man. Uh, I'm going to say Stu. Hmm. I'm going to say Stu. Wow. Yep. Old. Couple of you. I like it though. Both of you just shitting on legends. How's it feel? You guys feel good about yourselves? Feel good? Shitting on legends? I'm actually having a pretty good day. Okay. All right. Good. I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Um, Okay. Well, I'm not going to pick one because that's effed up that you guys are wishing ill will on dudes. So I want want everyone's everyone's wife and girlfriend to know that I'm there. I'm there for you. For your husband slash boyfriend. You just do it behind their back. That's all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, um,. I don't want to pile on here, but Millsaps? Here we go. I knew that was good. Right back to the well. That was your answer. You want to throw in a Davalos dig, too? (laughs) I'll get to Davalos. (laughs) Um, um, No, yeah. uh, I don't know. No, I'm not going to say that because Davey is a wild card. He really is. He could go either way. Is it a disappointment when there's not high expectations? That's that's the question I was battling with. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah. Well, but Davey, Davey's a world-class rider. And yeah. So well, I, the, I almost yeah. didn't pick Stu because I don't expect a lot. So it's not – you know what I mean? If you expect a lot, then yes, I think right. it'll be a disappointment. If you yeah. go into it realistic that he's been hurt and hadn't raced for a year and all that, then maybe it's not. You know, it's, it's kind of a tough question to really phrase. Speaking of expectations, Villapoto just texted me out of the blue and said, bro – this should be good. Um, what? Yeah, just wow. stay tuned while we see what this guy, what this jerky could possibly want. Okay? <laughs> Is there a – so, look, Tevin Tapia made A1 main last year, right? Um, Nick Schmidt took the world by storm two years ago. Maybe I'm blowing that up a little bit, but um, – is there a guy like that, a TPJ guy, somebody who steps up? This is the deep field, as we've said, but is there somebody? Do we like Do we like any of these dudes? That's impossible to predict. A top Jimmy, although he's not in 450s now, but, you know, we were always on – some of us were on top Jimmy bandwagon. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, it's possible to predict I that. know, I, I know. So. Yeah. I don't have any in mind, anybody okay. in mind. Uh, just there's nobody that I could just jump to, but surely somebody will impress. I mean, that you know, it always happens. But Alex Ray. What I keep coming back to is it is ridiculous how many guys are going to be lining up at this first race. 
Yes. And that won't be the case all year. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. That's how it goes. People get hurt. And starting at A1, somebody will get hurt in practice. It always right, happens. Right, right, right. Um, but, man, you look at the lineup right now, a week away, and holy cow, where do you fit into that? So. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I say somebody's going to jump in we, there. I think we cursory mentioned, um, you know, Han, for example, just in one of those groups. But it's he's the one that got hurt last year. Like, yeah, what do you – what happens on his end? He could be really good, but we don't really know. It's not an insult. I think it's just the, the expectations when so many good guys are in there. It's hard to say where the expectations should be. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, Kyle Chisholm, guys like that, like, man, I would not Weimer? I would not want to be them right now looking at this field. I Weimer? wouldn't wouldn't want to do it. Weimer? Yeah, Weimer, yeah. another guy. It could be hard yeah. to make mains for some of these guys, and it's just a, a sheer numbers game. Um, all right, quickly before we wrap this up, let's do the 250 West Series really quick. I made some phone calls, some texts, talked to a team manager today. I think I got a lineup. Um, oh. Savachi, Aldridge, Cooper Webb, Amart, Jesse Nelson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Christian Craig, Jordan Smith, Jimmy D, and Osborne. That's, that's the that's main guys. The that's West, 250 West. You say Amart or Jmart? Amart. A-Mart, yeah. A-Mart. So. Um, and I, maybe that Harrison Cooper kid. Away. Maybe that Harrison kid. I don't know for sure. but um, Cooper Webb, JT, running away? Yep, I'll take Cooper Webb and a run away. Really? I think Savaccio will give him a, a run here and there, but I will take, I'll take Cooper Webb seven days a week. Oh, shit. Last time I checked, there was only seven days in a week. There you go. It's all coming together for you. Um, it's going to boil down. Webb, Savachi, Nelson, Osborne, right? Christian Craig? Can Christian Craig be like a sleeper? I've heard Christian Good. Craig is um, doing Christian Craig things um, and testing, and it looks amazing and is ripping and it's just unbelievably fast. Um, but, you know, we've yet to see him transfer all that to a race. I mean, he's got better odds, I think, of doing it just at this second career that he did in the first one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if any of that matters. I mean, you're just dealing with Cooper Webb right now. This guy's just just a um, man-child in this class. Yeah. Not physically like Bowers. But, uh, right. uh, yeah, Nelson, Nelson's great. But, I mean, Cooper Webb, this is just another level, I think. And then there's these other yeah. Are you as yeah. confident as JT, Weege? Yes. Like yes, I am. seven days a week? If they had Supercrosses on Wednesdays, I'd still pick them to win, yes. <laughs> they do. They're just fair races across the Midwest. Yeah. Okay, so. Well, the LSDs are probably winning that one. <laughs> who gets a win besides Webb? I mean, do you think he sweeps them? Uh, Nelson will win a race. Okay, Nelson, sure. yeah. Sabachi? Yeah. Sabachi probably yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to yeah, have a Nelson tough time. He's done it before, but Sabachi is Sabachi's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, maybe I overstated it with a runaway. Yeah, I'm not as confident in you, you. If Cooper Webb's not your favorite to win this, then you know I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you possibly you could need psychological help. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's nothing against who he's racing against. He's just, I mean, he's proven he's got it right now. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, he's a favorite. I don't know if I'm as confident as runaway, like you said. But yeah, maybe right. I overstated. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. that, that's not fair to know how good right. Nelson was last year. Yeah, no doubt, and. Man, he's gonna and, and I think the wild card, the Barsha, Millsaps of that class is Craig. Like, what's this guy gonna do? Yep. He yeah. looks great on a bike. He could be phenomenal. So, yeah, 
And I hope Zach Osborne gets a win because we love Zachy Boo. We do. He's a listener too, so you know, let's talk really, really good things about him. All right, um, Zach, Zach, great, Zach. I predict the runaway for Zach. Dominating, <laughs> Dominating on the Husky. Dominating. I hope he just. Get, I, I gotta get. I gotta hit him up for some Porcel stories because obviously I'm not. You know, not really bros with Porcel, but um, oh yeah. I'd like to hear some funny things that, that Christoph says about the track or the races or whatever. So, um, okay, all right. Uh, welcome to the. Uh, that's been the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing, where legends get shit on everybody. So, no matter what you've done in the past, these two guys on the phone, they'll bring you down real quick, real quick. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a Twitter poll about JS winning. Just and I'm gonna. I mean, you guys think he can, so it's not like you said like he. But stamping a win, and we're going to see what these people think. Just make sure that you yeah, say you word that properly. What was said. I will word it properly. Or JT, you send me the wording you want me to do. You send me how you want me to word it, so we don't have any issues down the road. Can we just you you draw it up and we'll proof it? Okay, all right, that sounds good. Uh, all right, everybody, uh, Jason Wygant and uh, Jason Thomas, thanks guys, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks everybody for listening too. By the way, uh, it's been a, it's been a fun year for us, and uh, yeah, it's great. So don't hold us to any of these predictions. Try to forget them all immediately. Sorry, you too. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks. All right, see, see ya. ya. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did, everybody did. 
Micro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride and you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months.